This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. It seemed it was the habit of Jesus to hang around with the untouchables, those whom society had thrown away as too dirty, too debased, or too incorrigible. And it didn't matter whether it was for economic or social, physical, or cosmetic reasons. Even today, the world finds really any reason it can to throw people away as being unworthy and without redeeming value. However, most of the time, the real reason is that it makes us feel more worthy. There are amongst the chosen of Jesus Christ those who Christ has inexplicably reached down and amidst all the masses of mankind, they have been picked out and frankly as some of the most unlikely of individuals. And Jesus went on to make these individuals apostles and disciples and pastors and servants of the kingdom of God. Here was a man who actually had leprosy a debilitating and devastating disease that exists even yet today in many parts of the world. And not only is it a very real disease, it had very real and deep spiritual significance also. Because you see, leprosy, it was actually a biblical picture of the physical manifestations of the consequences of sin in our lives. The disease of leprosy, it begins under the skin, out of sight, just like the hidden little sins we have in our lives. And both soon, uh, but soon both of these things begin to manifest. The secrets manifest themselves and they begin to spread as does sin. Both issues ultimately taking total control of our bodies. One of the overwhelming traits of the disease of leprosy is the numbness it causes as it begins to destroy the nerves the feelings in our bodies. Soon the disease, like sin, overtakes our lives in totality. This man in our account was well along in the progress of the disease, for the text says he was full of leprosy. Now he comes before Jesus with humility and brokenness, not just in body, but also in spirit. The world is full of broken individuals. I wonder what made this man different. What separated him? Well, perhaps it was his next sentence, or rather the heart behind it. For this man did not come with, Lord, if you can. He said, Lord, if you will. Now, this man may have had leprosy, but he had something more critical than his health. He had faith. He did not doubt whether God could do it. He only wondered, well, if he would. Verse 13 says he stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I want to be made clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now it's interesting that here we have a case of immediate and absolute healing of leprosy. This is rather a perfect picture of just how Christ can deal with 
our leprosy-like disease, the disease of sin. And if we are willing, we can be assured today that Christ too is willing. Note that he uses the same language that the Father attributed to himself when Moses asked the voice in the burning bush, Who shall I say sent me? What is his name? And the voice came back to Moses. Tell them, I am has sent you. And Jesus tells this man, I am willing. And you know the I am is still willing today. He can, he will cure you of your leprosy, your sin, if you are willing. For he is forever willing. Verse 14 says, He commanded him to tell no one, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according to what Moses commanded for testimony to them. Now Jesus was faithful here to the law of Moses. And it's good that he was. I mean, he had not yet spilled his blood for eternal fulfillment of the law. So the law was still in play in in all of its context. The Old Testament law of Moses calls for a healed leper to go to the priest for careful and scriptural inspection, after which the individual then would be declared clean and could re-enter the society from which he had been banished. I find it interesting that such a law was even provided by God in the Mosaic writings, for it was widely understood that leprosy didn't have a cure. So one can only gather that God knew that one day his son would arrive and would have the ability to heal, well, even leprosy. Furthermore, fulfilling this requirement would certainly provide a chance to offer testimony of the miraculous powers of Christ to what would be, and now is, the unbelieving priests. Often our disobedience, excuse me, often our obedience to the laws of the land can serve as the same sort of testimony to the people around us. Verse 15, But the report concerning him spread much more, and the great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. But he withdrew himself into the desert and prayed. So despite the attempts by Jesus to keep a low profile, word of his presence, once again, as always, seemed to spread quickly and loudly. While he utilized every opportunity to heal and serve, Jesus also saw the necessity to take time to recharge. He took time, whenever he could, to rest and pray. I think that's essential for any serious servant of God. Verse 17 of our text says, On one of those days he was teaching, and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every village of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was with him to heal them. Behold, men brought a paralyzed man on a cot, and they sought to bring him in to lay before Jesus. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the multitude, they went up to the housetop and they let him down to the tiles with his cot in the middle before Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven. Despite the manifestation of the miraculous in their midst, despite even the fulfillment of the Mosaic law in the instance of the previous story, those in power now were reluctant to accept this carpenter from Nazareth as long as, you know, as the long-awaited Messiah. 
I mean, we see here that the authorities had indeed begun to gather, and perhaps it was because of curiosity or maybe out of um, some sort of weird doubt they might have, or maybe even some gathered out of fear of losing their place in the social religious structure of that day, but indeed they all came for whatever reason. The text tells us that the story of the paralyzed man and tells us also about some very committed friends determined to get him to Jesus. Today in our self-centered society, such loyalty and determination like that are rare. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Yeah.